Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, when somebody's going through a horrible time of trial, a horrible time of persecution, rejoice and be exceedingly glad is not exactly what they want to hear in that moment. You know what I mean? That's not the kind of counsel that I would advocate giving in in the moment of horrible circumstances. And yet that's, that's what Jesus does here. Although this temporary world may persecute all Christians to some level, Pastor Robert will remind you not to lose hope because heaven awaits us. One day this earth will pass away or we will pass away from it and we'll be united with Christ in heaven. There will be no more pain and tears, only joy in Christ. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 as he continues his message, Reviled with Christ. Right now, I have several friends, you know, and at least a couple of pastors who are going through these kind of just life-changing, tormenting, personal times of difficulty, times of trial. And, and this kind of thing is rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, when somebody's going through a, a horrible time of trial, a horrible time of persecution, rejoice and be exceedingly glad is not exactly what they want to hear in that moment. You know what I mean? That's not the kind of counsel that I would advocate giving in in the moment of horrible circumstances. And yet that's that's what Jesus does here. Because our natural tendency to be fearful and resentful and sad in the face of persecution and trial and negative treatment, Jesus tells us that it's an inappropriate response. I would even say it's an ignorant response, meaning that we're missing something, that we don't, we don't really understand He calls it blessing. We call it tribulation. So what are we missing? There's a disconnect. Can you see that? If God says what you call bad and difficult and distressing, I call blessing. I say you should rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Then there's a piece missing in your understanding. Jesus says that the wiser and more appropriate response to persecution and difficulty for the Christian is to rejoice. And not just to be happy, he says be exceedingly glad. 
Why? Well, because there is more to the story. There is a bigger picture. There is a super nature, a supernatural lawgiver. In 1 Corinthians 15, 12, the apostle Paul wrote, now if Christ has preached that he's been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith also is empty. Yes, and we're found to be false witnesses of God because we testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who've fallen asleep. He says, you know, if there's no heaven, then, then we are the most pitiable people on the planet. But there is a heaven. There is a heaven. There is a resurrection from the dead. And as I've said so many times, we need to remember that we're going to be there a lot longer than we're going to be here, which is precisely why we should rejoice and be exceedingly glad when people identify us with the Lord Jesus and begin to reject him by rejecting us, persecute him by persecuting us. Which brings me to point number three. When we finally begin to understand and appreciate the eternal nature of the blessings which are attached to persecution for Jesus' sake, well, then the only logical reaction is this exceeding gladness, rejoicing. You know, sometimes I, I say that one day the books will be balanced. You know, right now we look around and, and we can see that evil does prosper. The wicked do get ahead. The books don't seem to balance. And, I, you know, one day the books will balance. But in reality... That's not entirely accurate because we're promised by God that one day the books will be more than balanced because his scales are weighted in our favor. It's called grace. And again, we're going to be there with him a lot longer than we're going to endure this. Right now, he says, the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. And he reminds us repeatedly that this is a temporary situation, that one day the whole earth will be filled with his glory, not wickedness, not corruption, his glory. And he promises that once this season of suffering and struggle is over, that we will enjoy pleasures forevermore. One of the things that I find just frustrating, to be quite honest, is that we don't focus on that more as Christians. There's this idea that we've, this error, this heresy that we've like just bought hook, line, and sinker that, that there's, there's no pleasure in the kingdom of God, that, that God is somehow against pleasure. And I, I remember as, as a teenager, young adult, you know, our expressions, you know, it was, if something was really, really, really fun, really awesome, really exciting, it, that was wicked. Right? That was wicked fun. 
What did we mean by that? That was awesome. And the, the, I don't, you know, I, I, I can't keep up. You know, I mean, I'm almost 60 years old. I've stopped trying to keep up. But I remember there for a while, at least, maybe it's still, you know, you, what, what would you hear? It's sick. It's the same idea. It's the same idea. It's everything twisted and perverted. And it's this idea that, that God holds out. I mean, it started in the Garden of Eden, you know, from the very beginning, the very first lie that the enemy told had to do with God holding out on us. The Bible says God doesn't withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. If you belong to him, he'll never hold out on you. What he's trying to do is give to you. What he's trying to do is bless at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The rest of eternity will be adventure and ecstasy in God's presence. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heavens where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Again, there's there's so much in that. But notice the nature of the heavenly treasures. That's what I want you to see. Notice the nature of the treasures, the rewards that await those who follow Jesus. No thief can steal them. No rust can corrode them, no moth can eat holes in them. In other words, they're indestructible and they never diminish in value. And that's worth meditating on. Because nothing you do in this life, nothing you achieve, nothing you acquire in this life has those eternal qualities. Whatever it is, it'll diminish in value. Whatever it is, it is corruptible. You see what I mean? Whatever it is in this life, whatever treasures, whatever achievements, but not in the next. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's funny. When, when I was a kid, the idea of identity theft, it's like, who, you know what I mean? It was unheard of. It, it, didn't, it didn't happen. It, was, it just was unheard of. The first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details His birth and life, His ministry, and then His death. But it also tells you that He rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, He's alive today. Your Savior lives, and you can rejoice in that. As you listened to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter, too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Find links at mainthingradio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under about at mainthingradio.com to learn more. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in for Main Thing Radio.